Welcome to Destination Indie. This is your one-stop shop for all of the games that you want to check out over on Xbox Game Pass. With me, as always, I have none other than Kylia, the aficionado. Kylia, how are you doing? I'm great. How about you? Good, good. Uh, we're playing fast and loose with <laughs> with with the episode today. Uh, so if this sounds weird, we'll probably fix it in post or just not at all. You know what? I don't know if I'm going to bother with that. But we've got a great game to check out today. We're going to be checking out Rain on Your Parade. We were playing around with the way that we wanted to do this. We've been trying to get scheduling down. And we finally decided that we're going to do one game per episode. And I think today is going to be a good one because I don't think that we necessarily agree on this. But you wanted to pick up uh, on Rain on Your Parade. Um, so I'm kind of curious, getting into this as, as it's something that's on Xbox Game Pass, uh, what made you decide that you wanted to go with this? It was weird. And weird <laughs> speaks to me. <laughs> that's why we're friends. Okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> Well, I don't blame you. It was definitely really a, a, a weird game, but um, to kind of get into it, uh, did you want to break down kind of who these people are, what's going on with them, and then we'll jump into the actual gameplay? Yeah, yeah, let's do let's do a fact sheet on it. So, uh, Rain on Your Parade was a day one release to Game Pass on April 15th of this year, and it is both made and published by Unbound Creations. Unbound Creations is a studio of five people. That's right, five. Um, and what's what's intriguing about this is it goes to show that Game Pass can really be a good platform for indies. Um, they actually released one week later that they had 150,000 downloads in their first week. And I think that that is awesome because there's so many people out there, actually up to 28 million subscribers now, that have Game Pass. So without any risk, they can try these games and be like, wow, this is really neat. Or, you know, maybe in your case, not so neat. Well, it's, I mean, but at least this gave me an opportunity to come up with that without feeling like I needed to, you know, put a whole bunch of money into it just based on everyone else's uh reception because I'll, I'll be honest everyone's reception of this was really really good so i was like cool well it must be a really fun game and it's just i don't know if it's necessarily for me but i'm i'm glad that so many of these games are getting put on game pass so that the creators can actually have this opportunity so it's crazy that they managed to get 150k in just the first week though like i can't imagine having 150 what what 150,000 people look like in my own mind but I'm really glad that they did that um but you talked about uh free DLC um do you know what DLC that they released well so the DLC is actually not for rain on your parade but actually um around the same time that they announced that they'd had 150,000 downloads uh spirit fair which is another day one release late last year announced that they had over 500,000 sales not downloads sales of the game thanks to game pass and they did oh. free dlc for everybody as a thank you so okay. i i just i love that game pass is there and that they're picking up as many indies as they are i know some people out there aren't big fans of indies or don't feel like it's a value to them but i'm big especially you know with e3 season and everything like that i think that be hype about what you want to be hype about and you know let everybody else have their hype no sense on stuff on everybody else's joy 
It's true. Uh, and, and we're getting a whole bunch every, it seems like almost every month, uh, we're getting a bunch of different ones getting brought to Game Pass. Um, so it's, it's at least there's something else to check out. I think that's one of the, uh, the things that Game Pass does well is it allows indie developers a much better discoverability than say something like um, the Switch online store. The Switch online store when it first came out was amazing for indies because everyone you know you were you were there was the only thing to really do on on switch you know outside of the major releases indies really made their place there but now they're struggling with uh discoverability and i think xcloud is or excuse me xcloud i think game pass is one of those things where it's curated and the deals are already in place so there's no question whether or not devs are going to have to you know drop their games down to a dollar or 10 cents to get up on the best-selling charts so that they can get noticed because the the ecosystem is just so flooded with games not to say that there aren't indies outside of game pass uh but having your game as an indie on game pass really does help give you that that chance like i probably probably wouldn't have checked out rain on your parade if it wasn't on game pass i'd agree with that like there's a, a lot of games out there that and don't get me wrong i have my hands in all kinds of indies but there's a lot of games out there that I think, oh, well, I'll try that later or, you know, maybe when that drops in price or, or whatever. And then I see it come on Game Pass and I'm like, well, heck yeah, man, I've been meaning to try this anyways. And this is a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's still a bunch that I personally know that I want to jump into uh, just based on like other companies that have been brought into the fold that I've I've never even heard like the Dishonored games from Bethesda like I've never even heard of those uh when those came out so having those on top of something like Slime Rancher or uh, Wild Hearts great examples of games that that are going to be alongside these really uh, really good games that people talk about that most people probably missed out on and if you're getting tired of those it's like oh well you know I want something a little lighthearted so I'll just I'll jump into Slime Rancher or a knockout city like that's another one or man eater man eaters i did jump into that one too that was one that i was i was i love these these double a games sometimes man eaters just that that quirky goofy game about being a shark that i just I, i'm so i had so many opportunities to pick it up and i didn't because i was just kind of sitting back hoping that you know maybe it you know maybe could come to game pass that'd be kind of cool and it did and i've actually been enjoying it there but let's let's focus on rain on your parade um with this it's it's an interesting one and i i, I feel like i kind of want you to, to dive into it first because i feel like you'd have a a more positive spin on this uh compared to me um but what did you what did you think going into this when you saw it was this something that you were keeping an eye on from the get-go or did this kind of pop up out of nowhere for you uh well it really kind of popped up out of nowhere i did i did hear about it a couple of weeks before it came um to the service and I was like, that looks interesting. I think I'll definitely try that. So when it did launch, I did pop into it on day one, get it downloaded. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. So the game itself has 50 levels overall. And well, you would think, okay, so rain on your parade, what do you do in that? Well, you're, you're a cloud. And it's kind of like a top-down experience where you are the cloud. And um, your first level, you rain on a wedding which, you know, aptly rain on your parade kind of thing. Um, and these people are getting married and you're like wrecking the entire level. You're like soaking the chair, soaking the people. They're running into each other. The wife slips, or, I mean, the, the bride slips and falls. Like, you know, it's madness. And it's a really good introduction to what you're going to experience over the course of 50 levels. Yeah. Um, 
what I think is really unique as you know, you play through the game is that they were determined that I can tell that they were determined to be like, yeah, this is a cool game about a cloud that can rain on things and like cause chaos, but we don't want it to be the same thing over and over. We want it to be each level to have its own distinct um, feel. And they really take that and go above and beyond with it. They do. And that was, I think, the saving grace for me. Uh, playing Rain on Your Parade was was pretty straightforward. Uh, you, you're a cloud, or you're a cardboard cloud being held up by strings, which is kind of funny because it's like a little puppet or a little miniature on like a different set piece. And having the ability to, for example, like uh, uh, get tar instead of a rain and be able to, to create a, a path of like a flammable tar or oil or whatever it is, and then set it on fire was really fun to, you know, it, it's rain on your parade, but, you know, I'm setting fire to this uh, library or this uh, this storage unit with all these shelves and stuff of these fireworks uh, blowing up everywhere. And it was it was, it was surprising. I, I wasn't expecting things like that. Um, there was one level that I really wasn't expecting when you get to uh, later on in the game, you get the ability to use your lightning or, or uh, like a shoot lightning down on the ground. And the whole premise is to actually scare people that are in a building who are walking around with flashlights looking for ghosts. And the whole the whole point is just to not get caught by the the lights so you kind of have that that little bit of a, a sneaking element and once you sneak up behind them and shock them or at least shock behind them they freak out and start running around and, and going through the entire level trying not to get caught as this rain cloud and using lightning to uh freak out these these ghost hunters really did kind of crack me up like i was i was kind of surprised and, and and that was one of the levels that i can i i will say i definitely enjoyed um many of the other levels i had trouble with because you know while they did play around with the idea of giving you different tools or different elements to use like lightning or snow things like that uh i i did find myself kind of rushing through the dialogue or or rushing through the levels and just wanting to try and hit the main objectives and it's a shame because i feel like there are a lot of levels that have uh hidden things that you can discover uh either you know following a guide or or getting into uh you know weird scenarios where you're trying to play around with the different elements and the physics and stuff um but were there were there any levels that kind of snuck out in your mind um yeah so there are uh, like i said 50 different levels but they also within copyright limits knocked off a bunch of other games and tv shows which was kind of a fun unique aspect of it um you yeah. know there's a silent hill level which is the one that you were talking about where you're you're spooking people uh with the lightning there's a doom level there's a metal gear solid level which i was not good at at all and i had to do like six times um <laughs> uh, there's an office level which is hilarious to like roll up into people's offices and use the tornado and just start like throwing computers and raining on people and you know it's oh, really kind yeah. of a chaos simulator um there's even an rpg level and and just the way that they handled that and adjusted the game um is is really interesting you know some levels you've got a boss to defeat some levels there's a, a sun that like chases you around and you have to stay out of the way of the sun because otherwise it sucks all your rain and then you know there's different goals but I, I have to say one of my favorite levels um was the zombie level and yes. in that level you pick up this like toxic ooze and you rain it on um a graveyard and then what happens is those people come out of the ground and become zombies and they follow you around 
So your whole point in the level is to like lead your zombies to other humans and stuff like that, and uh, just wreck the whole, <laughs> wreck the whole city, turn everybody into zombies. Um, you know, just just the amount of chaos you can create is fantastic. I also really liked the pet the dog level, which is really really dumb, but I really enjoyed it because well, you're, all you do is rain hands onto a dog <laughs> to pet him. <laughs> It's, I mean, it, that's, that's the, the judge, that's the thing that games are judged on now, you know, like, can you pet the dog? There's a whole Twitter devoted to making sure that people know. It's like the, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name. I think it's the Bichelle, Bichelle, Bichelle test. Oh, I, I hate myself for not remembering this, but it's the, the test of a movie where you can have two female characters speaking to one another about something that doesn't pertain to a man or something that a man is doing. And if you're, if your movie can pass that test, then you've passed the Bissell. I think it's Bissell. Oh, I'm going to hate myself for not remembering I this. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I, I just cannot uh, recall the name either. I look <laughs> for that in films helpful. to see if it's even possible. And, and thankfully, films are getting better at that. But it's it's... It's funny that, you know, things like that, things like, like, you know, can you pet the dog are now a thing that developers are taking into account when making a game because someone had the brilliant idea of going through video games and recording whether or not you could pet a dog in that video game and then making a Twitter account to share that scientific knowledge with the rest of the world. So I'm with you on that zombie <laughs> one, though. Knowledge. <laughs> it's scientific. They test. There's results. There's expectations and postings. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I the zombie level, honestly, I really love that one. That was one of my favorites because it felt like the opposite end of Days Gone, where instead of instead of being, uh, you know, Deacon Cross or, or you know, Mister Mister Motorcycle Protagonist Man with the with the guns and whatnot, killing the hordes of zombies, you actually got to make the zombies in this case, and they followed the cloud wherever they went. And you, you, you know, you went running down the streets with hordes of zombies going up against tanks and barriers and guns and things like that. And uh, then I found out that while the zombies were eating brains, I could go ahead with the cloud and actually use the lightning to actually shock and kill and destroy most of the uh, the actual um, cars and tanks and stuff. So I was like, heck yeah, this is this is way better. Why don't zombies employ clouds? They should they would get so much further in life or on life, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. One of the levels that I thought was uh, really, really fun were the boss levels, though. And partially because it was, a, it was a lot more taxing of what I had to do as opposed to just find the thing that you need to rain on and rain on it. Uh, so the, the boss levels, I thought, with the way that it's set up is... Um, you're, you're going up against a Dr. Robotnik style Dr. Dry spell guy. And he has a bunch of robotic turrets that... Most of the time they're stationary. Sometimes they're on tracks. Um, sometimes you have to use them, but they have a, a red laser with a targeting beam and they fire rockets after a short period of time, uh, similar to the kind of kind of the bullet bill style things from Mario games where they just shoot out a rocket towards you. But using those to either destroy each other or to destroy environment uh, the, to try and get further into the level actually really enjoyed um the boss levels actually gave me a challenge that i wasn't anticipating with this game and i kind of wish that there was uh, a little more that you had to do when you were in some of the other levels uh that that gave you something like that like some of the the 
like in for example the zombie levels the people in the zombie level attack the zombie but they don't actually attack the cloud so the cloud's always safe except for these boss levels and i don't i think they probably should have had something else like that i would have loved to have seen something that kind of makes it a little more of a challenge through the normal levels instead of just working out the puzzle does that make sense it, it does but i'm actually in complete and total disagreement <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I did not enjoy the boss levels at all. Um, while it provided a centralized space for you to utilize your abilities that you have gained, you know, between the snow and the lightning and the tornado and everything like that, and figure out a way to get past like the boss's defenses and everything like that, um, I felt like they were not quite as enjoyable mm -hmm. as uh, some of the other levels. And and I think that it's, for me, it was the details. Like in one of the levels, you're in a um, school and you go into the science lab and you start mixing things you shouldn't. And all of a sudden you're setting the whole place on fire um, or there's a uh, volcano in the gymnasium that you can mess with and cause it to do things. And just the fact that they sat there and they said, what can the cloud interact with in multiple ways in each of these levels that it really stood out to me um, where, where I didn't see that in the boss levels and the boss levels it was basically get to the end and do so within a time limit and without getting hurt and if so we'll even give you an achievement um, and I just I didn't find the joy in it like you did interesting okay I will agree that the that the way that they had, for example, like that that uh, the school one where you actually had to play around with some of the different chemicals. Uh, I did appreciate the way that they designed some of those. Um, you, you mentioned how you how you can interact with so much in these levels. I I honestly think that you can interact with a little too much. Um, even when you get into the title screen, it seems like physics are enabled on everything, and ever and everything wants to fly off into oblivion. Uh, when you do a lightning strike, which looks cool the first time, but at some points it's it's kind of like, okay, I get it. Everything's going to be a mess. Everything's going to bounce around. And sometimes that actually makes it tough to complete some of the levels um, just by, you know, not... 100% understanding what you have to do in each level. Um, every time I got into a level, there would be a list of tasks that you had to complete, uh, plus some hidden ones. And sometimes not all of those were 100% clear. And it always kind of annoyed me that I had to hit a button to check and see what the tasks were instead of the tasks just being completely like on the screen all the time so I could see it. Um, but I, I, I see where you're coming at with the boss levels. Um, I, I think it was the threat to the cloud that I appreciated uh, compared to some of the other levels where it was just like, oh, go and put a bunch of snow down in these areas to try and get these people to slide off a mountain. And, and I do feel like there are some levels that are far worse than others. Like some of the levels really stand out. Like there's a level where you have to, and I'm not going to give you any spoilers on this. You have to figure out how to get some aliens in a hot tub. And yeah. I think that the thought process of what you need to do to make that happen is really interesting. And I really enjoyed that. And then there is a level where you have a bunch of people on like a platform and you just have to snow on the platform and fling them off. And it's like, I understand that they're trying to do different things in each levels, but not all of those levels are winners. Yeah. Um, 
but go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, let's take the uh, let's take the moon, uh, the moon example that you brought up with the hot tub. Looking at that level, it's very sparse. There's realistically maybe three or four things you can interact with on that entire level. And while the puzzle that they had there was nice, you couldn't tell that the entire thing was just that idea of making the hot tub. And they're like, well, are we going to make a whole level for it? And they're like, yeah, why not? It doesn't have to be that much. And that's the only time that I, I can recall that you actually went to like a space level with altered gravity. And I was kind of bummed out uh, at looking at it because I'm like, this is really boring. There's not much here. All of the other, uh, like the office, for example, that level, so much in that level was uh, designed and laid out to reflect the office show and the layout of that that building. And they did such a, a good job with it that it was really fun to be in that level. But then I look at you know the level where you're on top of a mountain and you just learn how to snow. And having the snow mechanic is fun because you you use it later on in a uh, in a in a TV studio where you have to get the meteorologist out of the building and snow I is hated a, that one yeah that that was one where it's like you had to make him a snowball and then you had to get him to roll out of the building but there's so many little tables and computers and chairs and things in the way that everything just turns into a giant mess like somebody like if you were to take someone's beautiful little miniature of a of a of a an actual uh cityscape like a lego cityscape we'll, we'll, we'll use lego for this example if you had like a really well set up lego cityscape and someone came by with a brush and just knocked it all over and pushed it all over and all that hard work to set up those little figures was just completely ruined by you trying to get this one little thing out of the way and things like that detracted from my enjoyment because i felt like i was fighting the environment more than I was solving the puzzle. Like I'd already worked out like what I had to do for the puzzle, but fighting the physics of the game was the thing that kind of turned me off the most. But when I look at um when I look at the actual puzzles of the levels, I really appreciate some of the ingenuity that they came up with the puzzles. Uh there's a western level that comes to mind where there's two men out in the middle of the street in uh, in between these these western kind of log houses and one of the tasks is to get a bunch of tumbleweeds to roll across the road. And the whole idea is it's an homage to westerns where there was that one tumbleweed that went across as the two the two uh, uh, shooters were staring each other down waiting for that quick draw and having a tornado ability to pull a whole bunch of little tumbleweeds across the road it was cute i i appreciated that they're, they're like hey you know re re uh remake this kind of western in this quick little notion and check it off so things like that i i love the um i love the ability to have different levels that give you different puzzles when that puzzle is something that kind of adds to a joke that you would tell about something like the office is a perfect example it's like the the whole show is chaos and you have to get the the people in the office to do certain things using the cloud and you're kind of remaking the office at that point and it serves the game by trying to make something fun and entertaining that's reflecting on something in the past so I do agree with you on some of the points that you made. Like when you're playing through a level, sometimes, although you want the physics to work with you, of course, all the time, they don't. They don't work with you at all. They'll work completely against you. And it can make that level not like not fun to play. Um, I want to bring up that weatherman level really quick because I was so angry. That's probably my least favorite level in the entire game. 
because <laughs> in the beginning of the level, it shows you a cutscene with people's names. And then it says, throw so-and-so off of like down the stairs. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I wasn't paying that much attention to the faces and the names of who's who. So I spent like half an hour trying to grab each person and turn them into a snowball and throw them down the stairs in hopes that one of them was the one I, w I needed, which by the way, turns out it wasn't. Had to restart the level and do it again. Not happy with that experience. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, the the water mechanic in this because you, you have a set amount of water and you have different buttons that allow you to change the, or like either do water or do snow. And I don't know about you, but I, I come from a different mentality. Like when I'm dropping snow down on something, I'm expecting a solid line. And this just kind of like plops it out in little chunks. So, so many of the levels where I'm sitting there playing in this snow, snowy uh, thing where I have to use snow as the, as the actual mechanic, I would constantly catch myself re going over the route that I was trying to make because I didn't, I didn't know like how much snow was enough. Like I didn't know if one bit of snow was enough to cover a, a fair amount of where I needed like the little humans to slip and fall. So I would sit there and dump a whole bunch of snow and waste half of my water and then end up having to find the actual resource. And sometimes there wasn't actually like a, a well or the ocean or a river that you can kind of refill your water gauge on. And I, I felt like while the water was a a type of puzzle mechanic, like you had to work within the water uh, reserve that you had, um, that water reserve actually changes, or at least it appears to change based on the level that you're using. And that factors into how much water you have. And it never felt like you had the same amount of water going from one to another. Um, and I kind of wish that it was just all water all the time all snow all the time and you didn't have to worry about that resource i think that's part of what creates the challenge on certain levels though like for example the very last level no i'm not spoiling anything um it's kind of like a plants versus zombies tower defense level yeah. and um, in that level you need to strategically utilize all of your capabilities up to that point your tornado your snow your lightning and your water to try and protect a city and um in between waves i mean you will run out of your water during the wave so in between waves what you end up doing is making a mad dash to the bottom of the screen to refill your water um and I feel like that's part of what creates the difficulty of the game. Not that it's hard by any means, but you know what I mean? It, it's there mm -hmm. to try and, you know, so you're not just holding A the entire time and running around level and then you're done. Yeah. You know, it gives you a finite resource. And most levels do have that capability to refill in some manner whatever resource you're using, whether it's the tar, tar or the toxic goo or um, snow or rain or whatever, you know, that that is, it gives you some sort of refill capability or on some levels, it gives you capability to switch between two as well. Yeah. And I, I, I like it for when it's like a challenge, like you're, you're on that last level, for example, that's a good test of how efficient can you be. Uh, but other ones where it's like, just go water on all the plants and I've got a meter and I'm like, okay, well, the cloud moves super slow on the screen and and that was another kind of pain point for me I, I i wish that the cloud could have been faster uh when i'm actually playing through it but um having to like i felt like it was it was detracting from my fun of the game when i i was like getting close to that last little bit of water and I still had to find a couple people that I had to get wet. And I'm like, oh, man, it's, it, do I either spend the time finding a well or a river and going there and refilling and then 
hunting down the little, the, the little people that are running around scared. We're probably hiding behind something. Uh, or do I just try and make do with what I have and, and just finish up the level? And I felt like that always kind of detracted from how much fun I was, I was getting out of each level, which is why I think some levels like the zombie one or the Silent Hill uh, Metal Gear, those ones I had more fun with uh, than I did, say, just the straightforward raining on stuff thing. And you really liked the Katamari level. I did. That was a fun one. Um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, but there's uh, there's there's definitely a level where you get a black hole and the whole goal of it is to to start sucking things up into the black hole. And I quickly realized that the hole gets bigger and I was like, oh, this is this is a Katamari level. This is a Donut County level. This is I wanted. I was hoping that there'd be more of something like this. And it keeps pushing me back to the ideas like I just need to go go play Katamari Damacy. But uh, I'm, I'm good with that level. The other level that was kind of like that was the uh, the excavation level. Uh, there's a, a whole level just dedicated to using your and that was one of the nice things about the game is, is the game actually builds up your powers slowly and gives you good levels to actually play around with those powers um at no point did i feel like the game was giving me too many powers or too little powers it felt like the pacing of each of the different powers was well managed and they they did a good job of saying like all right you got lightning let's go play with lightning for a while or oh you get tornadoes let's go play with tornadoes for a while and i never felt like i was i was without the other powers i always had those other powers they just weren't always relevant to the puzzle because the puzzle was trying to get you comfortable with the new power that we were getting. And then they they kept bringing you further and further along till you get to that last level where you do actually have to utilize all of your power. So they, they've done a great job of building out enough levels to get you to a point where you're happy uh, or, or at least, you know, competent of the powers that you have so that you can take on that last level. I'd actually like to use this opportunity to go from there to kind of talk about your goals within the levels. Yeah. So each level has primary and secondary objectives. Uh, primary objectives are what you have to complete in order to leave that level. And then secondary objectives are just um, extra fun things. So there's a level called campground. And no, I'm not spoiling anything, but you have to burn all of the tents. You have to put out all the campfires and you have to feed the bear. Now, burning and putting out the campfires are both primary objectives and feeding the bear is a secondary objective. And when you go through the level and you're doing all of this stuff, it gives it awards you a star. So um, it'll give you one star for burning the tents, one star for putting out the campfires. And at that point, you are able to leave the level if you'd like to. Um, if you feed the bear, then um, it gives you a third star. So I spent a good portion of my gameplay um, playthrough trying to get every objective within the level. And sometimes there's hidden objectives that you don't know about till you start like throwing something around or you rain on it. Like it, you, it may have an objective that's rain on all the humans, but until you rain on multiple humans, it may not pop up to tell you that that's an objective. Yeah. And so I spent a good portion of my gameplay time trying to get all of these objectives done and get as many stars out of every level as possible, only to find out about three quarters of the way through that it doesn't matter. As long as you do your primary objectives and leave the level, the next level will open up. The secondary objectives do nothing for you except for unlock some customizations. And while I appreciate that, I feel like that could have been better explained so that people who aren't interested in doing all of the additional objectives wouldn't have to. Yeah, that was, see, that was an interesting one too, because uh, I don't think that the cosmetics that you earn from the special objectives really impacted like my enjoyment of the game. 
I could have had, I, I could have left or kept him or, or left him. Uh, they didn't really do anything outside of just changing my cloud. And while some of them were good, um, it wasn't like I got full customization uh, or, or at least saw like what all were available. Like if I had a gallery that provided an entire catalog of all the different cosmetics that I could earn through the game and gave me descriptions of how to get them and where to get them, I might have been more inclined to hunt down some of those in particular. But instead, the ones that I found, I applied the ones that I thought were the most interesting and I played around with the color and I left it at that for the rest of the game. And I never went back to check and see what some of those were because with a lot of those levels, uh, by the time I got towards the end of the game, I was just doing the starred levels because I just wanted to get through each one uh, to see the ending, to see what that was about. And I, I think that's a, a good opportunity for me to talk about New Game Plus. So when you do finish the game, it unlocks New Game Plus and you're like, oh, cool. So do I get more levels or... You know, how does New Game Plus affect everything? You get more objectives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen them expand more or, or do more with the New Game Plus, um, which I since you only have to go through probably about 40 of the levels to actually get to the end. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel you had brought up earlier that you feel like 50 is too many levels. If it was half of that, I feel like that maybe wouldn't be enough because of the, the differing and varying levels that they've put out within the game. So I don't know what a happy number is, but once you get to the end, you're kind of like, oh, thank goodness it's over. I'm done. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, to ask you about uh, New Game Plus 2 because I, I found out about it. I was happy where I got with the the main game. I didn't feel like I needed to, to do any more. Um, but with New Game Plus, uh, did you see anything that gives you the ability to create your own levels? No, I did not. I think that would have been a good way to make this game more interesting. I think if they had given you a playground, like a gray box area where you could go in and place any of the little uh, things that they have in the game and build up your own worlds, kind of, you know, like a Minecraft. And then similar to like a Minecraft meets, say, like Super Mario Maker, uh, being able to let people have those levels to play around in your world and build custom objectives for your your level i think that would have been amazing for a game like this i think it would have had a lot more life uh for the game um but that being said i also recognize that this is a game that was made by five people yeah i mean it, it would have been a very natural segue for them to implement something like that but you know being that it is a five person studio team like it's just not something where um i think that would have been feasible for their first release they've done such a good job Really, truly, I, I mean, there's a couple of levels that I had to restart because I flung the objective off the map or something like that. Yeah. But in general, like, it was not egregiously buggy. Um, there's, you know, nothing really funky that I, I, you know, wanted to just throw the game down or anything like that. Other than the fact it was a long game. Um, I thought that they did an incredible job with their first foray. And, and I definitely, and that's why we're talking about it, because I think that people who haven't played this would enjoy it. I think it's an excellent game for um, kids, achievement hunters, or anybody who just wants to take a break and play something silly. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was something that if you if you enjoyed Untitled Goose Game, this would yes. be a great game to jump into because uh, not everything is completely, you know, put into your hand and said, this, these are all the things you can do with this game. A lot of this game is is uh, set up for just kind of 
discovering things on your own. Um, it's a, a beautiful stylized game. I think that they've really nailed down the mechanics and built some really great puzzles for it. Uh, I just don't know that it was something that really would have held my attention compared to some of the other games that are available on Game Pass. But that's that really is speaking personally about it. You know, it's so hard for me to say, like, this is going to be a good game for everyone because uh, I don't know that it would it would keep everyone's attention. I do think that if you enjoyed things like Untitled Goose Game, Katamari Damacy, um, the other game that they made that I'm blanking out on right now, it's got the uh, Piku something. I can't remember the name of it, but um, it would it's something that I think you could probably pick up and beat in three hours if you just wanted 100% star this. But with New Game Plus mode and having all the different hidden objectives, um, if you wanted to pick up a guide and start going through each of them you could probably still knock it out um but i i would say that this is a a, a really great example of a game that should be on game pass i would absolutely agree with you on that um i think that a quirky weird game like this would maybe not get the attention it deserves uh were it not on game pass and i think that this is a great idea for the developer to make that coordination with microsoft to set that up um i don't really have a whole lot to add on this i do say it's a fun game but i completely forgot to mention there is a level uh where you get to relive the extinction of the dinosaurs and that uh, is probably one of my top levels as well along with uh, that zombie yeah. level yeah i, <laughs> I felt terrible but it was amazing yeah, that was a great one. That that one, I I will say that definitely brought the game back up uh, a little a little higher in my rankings because of that level. Just to see a bunch of little dinosaurs running around and and get to be dropping meteors. It's things like that that I I think I appreciated more with the game than some of the puzzles uh, that they had you do. Uh, and 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 it's unfortunate because I think when they stepped outside of that box, you got a hint of what some of the ideas were that they had when they were making this game but they had to figure out how can they make some of these fun challenges or just fun events uh and and get it to relate to being a cloud over people and that was kind of the the bummer for me because i'm like ah you know if this wasn't called rain on your parade and it was just uh, a puzzle simulator and it didn't have like any kind of stipulation then I, I wonder what else could they have done with it um to really kind of go out there with some of these different levels like the silent hill level and the metal gear solid level the office level the 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 doom one those ones were so interesting to me um but they're because it's it's because they stepped out of the bounds of what you would normally do in the rest of the game i would agree with that um i think if they would have spent the game doing more general insanity and and how am i trying to put this try to vary it completely instead of just varying it a little bit i think that that radicalness would have actually worked in the game's favor and not against it but as it is it's still pretty all over the place and and still a really interesting experience yeah yeah i definitely agree um how are you with the achievements for this so the achievements are, are pretty reasonable um some of them are little things like wear sunglasses at night or uh, wear a top hat to a wedding or, you know, th silly things with the customizations. There's some for finishing certain levels without, like, using any water or in certain time trials. Um, some are just for completing the levels as you move through them. They're, they're kind of spread all over the place. Um, you can easily accomplish them, I'd say, in less than five hours. Uh, but a lot of them you won't get until you unlock New Game Plus. I don't know why that is. Um, so if you're trying to get an achievement in the game and it's not unlocking, you may want to double check 
and see if that's one that requires you to be in New Game Plus. Um, they did fix a glitch that was available early on where you could dump all of your water and snow at the same time on the boss levels and it would just auto-complete. Um, and as I understand, it's now fixed, so that's that's kind of a bummer because those boss levels were, were tough because you'd have to do the whole level without being um, damaged and within the time limit. And so if you, you use that little you know cheat, I guess, um, of just dumping all the snow and water out and it would be like, you're done, and you're like, oh, thank goodness i really actually didn't want to do that within the time limit and without being damaged and that's probably <laughs> why i hate the boss levels more than you is because i was not aware of that particular um cheese early on so i was doing it the intended way and i was getting seriously angry with those levels because trying to do them without getting hurt and trying to do them in like sometimes it's like a minute and 45 seconds like it's fast you know yeah. you have to be precision perfect uh, but outside of those, the achievements aren't bad at all. See, I think that's so funny because to me, I didn't even take into consideration what those achievements are. So I was just kind of blazing through it the way I, I was normally doing um, with some of the levels. I had more like I got through them. But at one point, I had, like towards the end of, of one of the boss levels, I actually realized what the mechanic was that you needed to, to kind of get one of the um, requirements done. And once I received that, I was just like, oh, OK, now I know what to do now i'm going to restart the level and i'm going to jump back in and complete it very quickly so i appreciated how quick it was that you could get in and out of a level if you wanted to restart it so you'd mess something up the load times are actually extremely minimal in this and that was really nice yeah. um, again for for somebody's first game made with five people it's just a really smooth game and and i was very impressed by that yeah I definitely appreciated that as well, too. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up on uh, Rain on Your Parade? Um, no, not too much. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, Haven and Plague Tale Innocence in future episodes, so definitely keep your ear out for that. Um, our Haven one will most likely be a not safe for kids episode as that game is an M-rated game. Um, but yeah, those are definitely some of the things that we're going to be talking about soon, as well as some uh, Sea of Solitude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the discussion for Sea of Solitude as well, too, because that's one where it's it's, it's a, such a compelling game and it, it has an actual narrative to it. So I'm looking forward to Haven. I'm looking forward to Sea of Solitude. Um, Kylie, if you don't mind, let people know where they can get into hold of you if they want to talk about Rain on Your Parade. Okay, well, you can always get in contact with me at destinationindie at gmail.com. Um, I also have uh, Twitter. You can reach me at K-Y-L-E-I-A um, on Twitter or Dest Indie because apparently Destination, Destination Indie is too long. Um, and then we also have a channel in the Keelhaul Discord. So definitely one of those ways, get a hold of me. Let's talk. Did you think, are you more on Logan's train on this game or do you think more like me and it's overall a great game? I'm 100% willing to bet most people are probably going to side with you on this one. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> seem to really enjoy this game and I can't say I blame them. I see where the, where the trappings are to have fun. I just don't know that it was for me, but I'm glad that I got a chance to play it on Xbox Game Pass. If you want, you, you can as well. And with that, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always reach me at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. Uh, you can always hit me up in the Discord. Uh, send us an email over um, at the Destination Indie email address and let us know what you think. And I think that is going to do it for this episode. Join us next time for some more Destination Indie. Thanks, everyone.